been shot. For it seems now more certain than ever that the bloody experience of Vietnam is to end in a stalemate. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Any outlaw regime that has ties to terrorist groups and seeks or possesses weapons of mass destruction is a grave danger to the civilized world and will be confronted. If you're a new listener, just type in Pentagon tested gay bomb on Iraq. I said, General, I got myself a problem, General. It was a Jewish doctor. All right. Uh, welcome back to an- another episode, episode two. Episode two. We're gonna cut in the name of this podcast. I'll do it. I'll do it in the text to speech voice. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come in. Rakai Horror Picture Show. There it was. All right. Hope you like that. Yeah. Glad. Glad you've heard our very funny and like prescient name uh, mm-hmm. for this this media criticism podcast. Um, but this time we've covered. Um, episode two and three of Aaron Sorkin's The Newsroom, mm-hmm. and I've got to say, they're much better than the first episode. I, low bar. Mm-hmm. Um, third episode was half away for you know maybe more than that. It was close to being good. Yeah. Um, second episode probably one of the <laughs> yeah. maybe worse than the first in some places. Uh, the archetypes pop up, and maybe we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into the classic Aaron Sorkin archetypes. Sorry, I'm fiddling with the volume uh, here. Okay, we should be fine on yeah. that. I'll cut this out. Um, the second episode, though, the synopsis of it, I guess, what you call the immigration episode. Yeah, I mean, they're, they call the episode title is News Night 2.0. News Night 2.0. Um, new Labor, New News Night. New, right. New Night, yeah. So since the, the, the lady, his ex-girlfriend, Jeff Newsroom's girl, ex-girlfriend has come in, um, and she has restructured the programming, yeah. um, and and so they're they've they're decided changing. they're going to do the news. Yeah, instead of being sensational, whatever doing the news. <laughs> yeah, means. whatever that means. Um, but so this episode starts, and we find Jeff Newsroom in his apartment. Um, while his maid is cleaning it or something, yes. and he's putting an effort to learn all the staff's name. And the first thing, the first words in the episode is is Jeff Newsroom holds up a picture of a black man and says, "Gary Cooper, could that really be his name?" Um, and In, until this moment, I had been saying, I'd been thinking that he said Gary Coleman, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, did Aaron Sorkin just make the joke?" I. No. Okay. Gary Cooper, also still, still the same kind of joke though. <laughs> and then, and then he does. Oh, okay. And then plaster like inexplicably yes. falls from the ceiling onto the table, and the maid just goes, "New neighbors," um, which I just want to say right now is never fucking explained. No. Uh, he just comes home at the end of the episode There's and a finds a like a fruit basket on the table with a note that says, "We're sorry." Uh, signed by like Ben Shapiro's parents. Yeah. Um, Their last names are Shapiro. That's yeah, not sorry. Just an That's yeah. the bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it's like, why did they throw that in there? There's probably some symbolism. I don't know. You know, maybe I'm just I'm fucking stupid or something. Like the ceiling fell in. Yeah. I don't know what that. I, I don't fucking. There's construction on the ground floor. I don't, yeah, what, who knows? Yeah. Maybe maybe nine eleven two happened in Aaron Sorkin's universe and it shook New York. Two point um, But then we move to this, not like a montage, yeah. but like a cut together thing. Uh, maybe it is a montage of uh, of uh, X Newsroom uh, doing. Was her name's Mackenzie, right? Yeah, she's yeah. doing like a presentation. She's got the three eyes. Um, she's like talking about how you do media in good faith again or something like that. Um, but the, the, like the first thing that I noticed is that they were already done with the Deepwater Horizon spill. Oh yeah. It's still 2010. It's May. It's still 2010. Uh, the, the fucking pipe broke in April. It's, it's May and they're done with yeah, it. It's literally still fucking burning. <laughs> That's what they're deciding. I'm um, go, do we talk about how the... 
the oil rig is sinking. No, we've got to move on. Yeah, we got to move on. Which is which? This whole thing is like railing against yeah. the corporatization of media. And we talked about this while we were watching the show, but that's been happening since print. Yeah. Um, like I, I, I had a TA job where I read New York Times in the 1920s. It's always it, nothing is new under the sun. No. But Aaron Sorkin thinks that happened. After, like, Walter Cronkite or something. Died or something. Yeah. I don't know when he would set the beginning of it. That would be an interesting question. But because he named, later, different episode, he names, like, Tim Russert and Dan Rather as, like, yeah. idols of good journalism. Right. And, like, you know, they were on the air in, like, 2008. So what does he think the news became bad? Which is so weird that, that like, a, a concurrent, like, a contemporary yes. of those guys would be like, and these are the best guys in journalism. Yes. Dan Rather's alive right now. I'm gonna, he probably tweeted within the hour, I'm going to say. It's, Go, like, yeah. it's weird that he would even... Let's see. But um, yeah. then then while, while you look up Dan Rather's Twitter account... Um, tweeted 47 minutes ago. He's talking about Dan Rather. It's yeah, like, He's around. Folks, we got idols living in our time. Titans of the news. Um, but then we cut to this... Um, Sam Watterson is talking yes. to, um, who's the fucking, I don't know, CEO. Unclear. I, unclear what his role is, but he's clearly in an executive position. Yes. Um, and he's talking he's a news guy. Uh, to a guy named Reese. Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, which, by the way, I'm Alex. Yeah, and I'm, I'm Reese. With a C, that's Reese with an S. Right. On the show. Um, we, Not this show. Which congratulations. Is... Iraq Eye Horror Picture Show. That was me pausing for when we put the name of the show. Iraq I Horror Picture Show. There it is. It just happened again. Okay. <laughs> Twice. You Twice. got blessed. Yeah. What a what a what a cool name. Yeah. Um. But yeah, congrats. We fucking on the second episode of the podcast, we were like, you know our names. Yeah. Um. But so the old guy is talking to the son of the woman who runs the network, who's played by Jane Fonda. Yes. Um. And he's telling. Uh, the 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 fail son, not to uh, update Jeff Newsroom on the ratings every day like they normally do. Every day, every these day, these two people have like a hour meeting, I guess, where they just walk up and down Fifth Avenue or some shit. They yeah. just talk about the news numbers, which feels like an extraordinary waste of time. Yeah, especially because be you're supposed to be like cover, like working on covering yes. the news for most of the day. Um, it definitely could be an email, um, but um, the, the Jeff, Sam Watterson's character is like, well, what we need to do is cover the news and not worry about the ratings, which is um, sort of, you know, well, well, well I, I guess a, a good lead up to everything we're going to say is that we believe that Aaron Sorkin is essentially writing a column when he writes these shows, yes. and there are good guys uh, that are Aaron Sorkin's position. And then there are bad guys who are like conservatives or Dumb disagree with him. Well, and then I would I was going to distinguish the progressives as people with good hearts who mm-hmm. are just too immature, like yes. you said. <laughs> um, and so then uh, Sam Watterson is like, or uh, the the sorry, the fail son is like, uh, well, Jeff Newsroom is the biggest news whore I know. And the old man becomes very insulted and tells him that he's going to knock all of his teeth out one by one if he calls Jeff Newsroom a whore again. This is a recurring thing throughout the episode. You're not allowed to goof on anyone. But you are allowed to date within the workplace. And as we said in the last episode, you can call, you know, vaguely ethnic Southeast Asian person (laughs) Punjab. But you cannot call anybody else. He's certainly not Jeff Newsroom. You can't call him a whore. Yeah, and that like that's the other thing is that the way they I don't know they have like too much respect for each other for how much they clearly have disdain for each other. Absolutely, which is strange. Um, They say that the newsroom has to be a courtroom, uh, and uh, we only bring in the expert witnesses. um, Which like I just have to say. As somebody in law school, um, you also do want to bring in like uh, so. So this is in resistance to somebody saying they should bring in like this dumbass militia yeah. member, um, and you do want to bring that guy yeah. in. 
You want to make the other side look dumb to accentuate your point. Yeah. You, that's why we have fucking cross-examinations. Absolutely. That's why this analogy is fucking stupid. And the original person they were meant to bring in as well, because this is the immigration episode, they, they want to bring in Jan Brewer. And if you don't have brain worms, take you back. Jan Brewer, <laughs> governor of Arizona, they wrote a law at the at the time, SB 1070. And it's, I think that's right. It's essentially... If you are vaguely Latino looking, the police can pull you over and ask for your papers. And if you don't happen to have them, then they go from there. And it feels pretty straightforward in and out. You know, it's like even if they had brought Jan Brewer on, that's about the same as bringing on the militiamen. And that's yeah. also what's kind of funny. It's like they think that there's a big distinction between the person who wrote wrote that law and then the weird fucked up guys who like the law. Which, yeah, I... And while they're discussing this law, by the way, they're, they're like uh, uh, Dev Patel's character is like, well, we should bring in a guy who suffered from this uh, and humanize the people who are having problems. Like, go, what uh, are you a fucking idiot? Yeah, and 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 Jeff Newsroom because Dev Patel plays, by Aaron Sorkin's estimation, a good-hearted progressive who is too immature. Um, and Jeff Newsroom says, we should feel sorry for the guy whose job he took. And it's like, notwithstanding the fact that that's not how any of this fucking works. No. Um, Cooper, relax. You're going to hear the dog on this recording because he's being a fuck. But, um, like, I don't know. It's, it's very strange. Um, and it is kind of an antiquated liberal position to, like, be super anti-illegal immigration. But I think that's just a reaction to Trump, and of, he is supposed. And this is all pre-Trump, of course. Mm -hmm. It's that's another thing about this episode. While it was not as good uh, as the next episode, which we'll talk about, it was remarkably prescient in some ways because um, I don't believe immigration. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm fucking wrong, but uh, immigration certainly rose in salience after this show was done. Oh, for sure, <laughs> and. Uh, there's some parts in here where Aaron Sorkin is at his best. It doesn't. Ha it's only for about five minutes of an hour-long show. Yeah. This is not one of those moments. Uh, there's something about that whole dialogue, though, that's really fucked up. It's like, we're meant to like Jeff Newsroom. Jeff Newsroom, that's what we're calling him. Yeah, right. Jeff so I don't know his fucking... I don't his know his name! Will... Um, Will McAvoy. Will Will McAvoy. M well, yeah, there you go. But um, that's annoying. And Jeff yeah. Newsroom is funny. That is funny. Um, there is. There, I mean, yeah. the last time we'll say Will McAvoy. There is a joke where uh, Sam Watterson's character says, "Your parents really wanted to make sure that you're they knew you're Anglo-Saxon," which is funny. Yeah. That is good writing. But um, Will McAvoy's like he's a, he's like a Republican. He's like a Rhino. But we're supposed to. I don't know. I don't know what we're supposed to appreciate about him throughout this episode because he does... It's not that he gets better, I don't think, at any point throughout it. It's just that the people that he interacts with are worse. Yeah, yeah. Because he doesn't... I don't believe that he changes from the perspective of, well, this guy took this other guy's job. No, definitely not. He's just not the... Uh, he's not the guy with the gun in the shot. Which I, he also... Yeah, and he his position is also not that... Not his primary concern is not that someone's job was taken. It's just that it's more expensive to deport people than it is to just let them come in, um, which is a real vision view into the mind of Aaron Sorkin. Uh, that yeah, he would, that he would even write. There's a whole bunch of shit in this episode that comes up this way every time. And a fucked up argument about immigration comes up. Aaron Sorkin's response is lacking something. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like human empathy and emotion. Yes. Um, he knows how to be witty for everything and snappy and have an intelligence. But with immigration, he like basically is like, no, conservatives are right. It is about economics. But uh, they've just got the numbers wrong. And I'm like, well, uh, no, not quite. There's about the people. Which I guess that, that <laughs> is the liberal uh, like conception of some of this stuff to some extent. Yeah. It, like You don't necessarily want the emotion. You I don't know. Yeah, all the same. Anyway. So we move on from there. They're out in the like the like office section of the newsroom, uh, and Maggie, who is formerly the secretary, if you recall, um, it, who who Aaron Sorkin has clearly written to just be a dumb bitch. Yes. Like, and he always portrays her as being unreasonable, even if she is like objectively correct and normal. Yes. Um, 
But in this case, she says, I want to participate in this thing because growing something from scratch is something I could experience, I should experience. And then the senior executive producer who looks like um, Pete from The Office um, is just like, like, like laughs. And she's like, are you being sexist to me right now? Do you think that I should just have babies? And clearly the guy's position yeah. is, yes, yeah. I do believe that. Um, but Aaron Sorkin portrays her as being hysterical yes. and is like, um, she says a line like... I keep up with what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. The way I phrase these questions, I don't know like what you were actually trying to say. Yeah. But it is clear that the position is, um, no, dumb whore. You, you should just have babies and stop bothering me while I'm at work in my smart man job. And this is this is uh, probably the first fifteen minutes of the episode. Yes, <laughs> you know it's um, like it, it starts hot. But this is this is also like a staple of Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, you've always got to have like the way he treats and writes women on screen is unreal. Anyone who would write The West Wing and you know post. You know, the West, he kept writing the West Wing after we found out about Bill Clinton. And, like, this is his, like, ideal president. And that, if that, that should tell you everything about, like, a person. Like, he's like, this was America at its best. When we had a time where you could just tell young women to shut the fuck up. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. To stop, to stop telling, stop telling me I'm sexist because I don't want to hear their good takes on the news. No. Um, God bless 1997. So they have, um, what's the, what's the governor of Arizona's name? Jan Brewer. So, so they, they're trying to get Jan Brewer onto the show that evening. Uh, And so Maggie is supposed to call them. So she and Pete from the office Stage a debate. It's not the same guy, by the way. I'm just calling him that now. He, We're gonna have nicknames for everybody. Similar. Remarkably um, similar. I think his name's Jim. Fine, Jim is fine. We'll it call is. him Jim. Jim he, is like yes. staging the argument with her so that she can sort of uh, talk to the uh, office. Her uh, like advanced person. Yeah, and so the the dispute that they have is 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 similar to what we were talking about earlier. Um, the position on the right, which uh, Jim was straw manning, was illegals cost America money. Maggie's position was America is great and it's better than these other countries. Yeah. Um, and even though we have a poverty problem here, we should be honored that these people are coming here. Um, and also, you shouldn't call illegal immigrants illegals. Illegal um, no mention of any reason. No foreign policy in that. No. No, no commentary on. I don't know. It's just very dated. You just wouldn't hear that necessarily anymore. Like, there's no point where Maggie ever says, "Well, you know, the reason they're coming here is because uh, you know we destabilize their country." Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that would be the beginning and end of it. Right. I like. I just don't fucking. It's very strange. I mean, it is, it is less pro- progressive than now, it but is. maybe it was like that. Maybe it was. I don't know. We no. weren't... I'm losing my frame of reference. That's was, the problem. Were we that fucked up? But we were... To be fair, we were 11. That's true. <laughs> we, we were 11, and, like, I was listening to my dad talk about this, so I'm only familiar with the illegals cost money side of what people were saying at the time. I all, Really, all I can do is affirm that Aaron Sorkin is not really misportraying what right-wingers were saying. No. He, it's a time capsule. It is. Because um, there are times where it's like they wouldn't. Reese, Reese was frequently saying, "Well, people wouldn't set themselves up to get dunked like that on the news," and that's true. But they, <laughs> yeah. were, they were saying that shit off the news. They were. We had we had dumber people back then. Somehow they were dumber, um, but it was funnier. There was a gas leak in the country. There was a gas leak in the country. <laughs> Nobody could smell the eggs. <laughs> and that's when they started putting uh, rotten egg scent in uh, yeah. propane after the tea party <laughs> after the tea party one they were like something's fucked up there's something in the water going on um, God okay do you uh, real quick should we cover what happens on the phone call first just while we're on this already may as well okay so on the phone call Maggie realizes that she's talking to a guy that she went on four dates with while she was in college. Essentially, she said the fourth date doesn't count because the guy's ex knocked on the door, said, I bet you have some slut in there. He says, get under the bed. She gets under the bed. And then he and the ex proceed to fuck above her. For about 60 seconds. For about 60 seconds. (laughs) Or excuse me, she said two minutes tops. Two minutes tops. And then he says something like, 
Um, we should finish this quickly. He says, she says, that's very much like you. Oh, no, no, no. The, the initiative that the governor was doing was called Race to the Finish. Or it wasn't race called. The, he misheard it as Race to the Finish. Yeah. Uh, yeah and and yeah. she said, how very like you or something. And then as a result, she lost the entire office. And then uh, because of all of this, now they have to get um, what <laughs> Meredith would define as non-expert witnesses. Yeah. Um, and the idea is they're so easy to dunk on and they're so fucking dumb that uh, now that they're playing against the B team that they're not doing the news anymore. And B team might even be generous. They get a professor from the University of Phoenix mistakenly Which, thinking that he's from Arizona. Because that's an online university. <laughs> um, <laughs> they get a militia member uh, from like a volunteer border patrol militia. shit. Yeah. Who has it? Who insists on having his rifle in the frame? And uh, the the first runner up for Miss Arizona. Yeah, <laughs> or Miss USA. Or Miss USA. Oh, even better. Um, and uh, this is their experience. Yeah. So this is this is what they have to do because Maggie fucked everything up. What a dumb broad. Um, yeah. And so at this point, uh, Olivia Munn is now on the show, and yes. her character's name is Sloane Sabbath, which is a name memorable enough that I probably won't actually forget this one. No, because um, that's completely made up out of nowhere. There's never yeah. been another person on this earth <laughs> named like, Sloan Savage. Three people ever have been named Sloan, <laughs> yeah. and then one of them was just a band from the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so Sloan Sabbath is the, the proto-girl boss. Absolutely. Um, when she's talking to Meredith... Um, She's like, I'm not interested in cooking. I make sandwiches. Uh, I'm only interested in economics, and I'm an adjunct professor at Columbia, and I have an economics degree from Duke or whatever the fuck. If she was around today, she would have easily have defrauded a thousand guys out of like uh, NFT money. Yes, you for know, sure, for know, sure. Talking about them on like, uh, what the fuck is the CNBC show called? Squawk or Bulwark, whatever the fuck. <laughs> money time with Jim. Yeah. Um, Jim Cramer, yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, so, th- really, all you get from this conversation, other than that she's the proto girl boss, is that she's also fucked Will. Oh yeah. She says Will cheated on him, uh, and that everyone around the office believes that Will cheated on Mackenzie, and that's how their relationship ended. Uh, she calls Will an ass, and then in the second time in the episode, um, people were upset about insulting Will. Mackenzie is con- like they don't tell you this at the time. But Mackenzie had actually cheated on him. And so yeah. she's like, I can't say anything to correct the record. Um, but she, uh, the, the office finds out. The office finds out. Uh, there are some implausible yeah. email hijinks yeah. where they're using an in- email they're using system. Outlook. Yeah, they're using Outlook, <laughs> but it's also a system that never existed. No. Where like you put asterisk something before something in the text, I think. And then you can accidentally send it to the entire staff that way. And that's what she does. She sends an email. Will's dick is broken. And uh, he, uh, he I, I cheated on him. I cheated on him. And that was, you know. And uh, Sam Waters, the uh, th- throwaway line, he goes, There's uh, 178,000 employees at this company. And some of them own a tabloid. Oh, my God. Which which I thought we would see the ramifications of. But no. you're right. It was just a throwaway line. Throwaway. Um, there's some I wrote this down. I don't remember what this is. Do you remember what the the uh, it's like the Titanic? People want to watch it sink. It, oh yeah. So this at this point, uh, uh, John, John uh, fit, yeah. fuck Jeff Newsroom is having a meeting with the fail son Don Jr. Yeah, type. Don Jr. on yeah. the street. Kendall Roy type. If you've seen. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Oh fuck, that's literally. Yeah, he is yeah. Kendall Roy. Yeah, he is. Um, but he they're talking about how. Um, you, they need to have Sarah Palin. They on. need to have Sarah Palin on, but they can't dunk on her. And and the conservatives online like that he doesn't dunk on Sarah Palin. Yeah, because they they're like you think you you think they think you're a rhino, but they don't think you're taking cheap shots or something like that. Um, but then there's some kind of line about how like they'd rat like people want to watch it. It's like they went to watch Titanic because they wanted to watch it sink, and it's like that's not why anybody wants to see Titanic. There there's like one guy yeah. with. 
He thought it was like a fucking t- Transformers movie, Michael Bay or some shit. He's like, oh, it's gonna or, fucking blow up! Or like there's one guy who's uh, obsessed with trains, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Who, who, went, yeah, yeah, who yeah. went and was like, I want to see the boat sink. Absolutely. And it's like, yeah, okay, Johnny, that's fine. You can go watch the boat sink. And then you also get to see titties as a tree. Absolutely. But that's why people went to see the movies, was the titties. It's, I mean, I, $2 billion don't lie. It's got two tapes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's all I'm saying. Um, so, at this point, uh, we've, we've, the implausible uh, email hijinks happen, and then we're in the newsroom, yeah. baby. We're, we're doing the news. Yeah. Uh, and all these fucking idiots are on the air, and uh, Jeff Newsroom is just dunking on them relentlessly. And unfortunately, it is Aaron Sorkin at his best. Because, uh, I mean,. Some of the some of the shit is prescient. There's one moment where the guy, he's being oh, asked God. about yeah, immigration. This one's really good. He's being asked about illegal immigration or something to that effect, and he goes, "Well, what we we need to do is we just need to build the damn wall." And I then like took me back. Yeah, I was like, it's, "Whoa, dude!" Shit. It was straight up like 2016 talking points too, because yeah. he goes, "Look at look at China. They built one. You can see it from space. space." What he doesn't say is that the Mongols went around yeah. it. And then um, Will's he, like, "What about ladders? What? What if that?" He's the like, "Yeah, ladder? what if we build a sixteen-foot wall and they get a six, seventeen-foot ladder?" He goes, "Then we'll build an eighteen-foot wall." Yeah, he's really? Like, Hell, nineteen feet. We need to have them stop building ladders and have them start building the damn wall. And, and it's like, like Jesus, okay, man, this is about as reasonable as it was in twenty sixteen. So, so that, you know, that, that being said, I, I think that was a good prediction, even yeah. though it wasn't him seriously predicting it. No. It was just like Republicans are. Idiots, haha! I, I I bet they think we should build a wall. He built a caricature, and then they happened to exceed the caricature. That was yeah. not by his own doing, for sure. Um, and then the only other note I have on this, because because really all that's happened is that they dunk on them and that they're stupid. Um, there's a part where um, the the University of Phoenix professor, they're like, essentially, he's like, "Do you think they should discriminate against Mexicans?" And he's like. He's like, what would you say to people who say it's discriminatory against Mexicans? And he goes, I'd say yes. I'd say yes. Absolutely. And, 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 and yeah. they just kind of like stare at each other and it's like, he, uh, I mean, nobody would have said that at the time. He goes into, if it wasn't for the Latinos and the Latinas, the, we wouldn't the, have all the, the criminales and, and the illegalos. illegalos. <laughs> and Will's only response to that is, that's not Spanish. Um, Instead of, that's wildly racist. The only other note I have about this is, uh, oh no, I have two other notes about this. Okay. One is the big argument for why they can't have Sarah Palin on is that she's not an expert about fucking anything. And then they follow it up with, but Olivia, oh, excuse me, Sloane Sabbath, because I'm not going to forget that. Yeah, right. She's an expert. She went to Duke. And I'm like, okay. But, I mean, I I mean, I see you. Sarah Palin's like out of her fucking mind, but you're going to yeah. tell me. Genus, dinosaurs are Jesus ponies. I can see Russia from my backyard. <laughs> like, and other greatest hits from Proto-Lauren <laughs> Bober. <laughs> They're like, she was a governor. She was almost vice president. She's not qualified to talk about fucking dick. I'm like, she can be stupid. But, I mean... They say they say something about her state is like backwoods yeah, or something. They go, nobody fucking lives there. <laughs> yeah. And, she, and she's going to talk about... Uh, immigration. I'm yeah, like, uh, she was. Together. It's it's like it's like also they're like it implies that there are no fucking intelligent people from Alaska. Alaska. Like the current senator or whatever is probably pretty intelligent. Uh, hey, rank choice voting, everybody, look up that one. Alaska yeah. rank choice voting. Not going to get into that shit. Not going to get into that. Um, the other note you may have you may have one, but the other note was where does Aaron Sorkin think the Tea Party fucking came from? Because his explanation uh, through Will Mac or through yeah through Will McAvoy through Jeff Newsroom was essentially it was a good faith attempt by a bunch of middle class Americans who were upset about the deficit yeah and I'm like and there there were no jobs I'm like you were a, an adult man you saw yeah. it start and you saw the conclusion how are you so big of a fucking moron that you believe this at all like all, a yeah. lot of these people are like just. Like used car salesmen, like the middle class is strong. Well, the, I mean, the most charitable I'm willing to be yes, with the Tea Party the, yeah. movement um, is that it started out libertarian and people wanted yes. to like abolish social security, and now they're like, 
Uh, and like at the end, it was very racist. I'm sure it was like that the whole time, but it was openly racist at the end. Uh, and it was a like uh, a movement that did get middle class people involved, but like all right wing movements oh, eventually yeah. do. But they like it was it was different. It was much more sinister. Much more. I he just misses so many opportunities. I mean, he like does. you could make a whole argument about like. Uh, the banks and the effects of the recession and the bailout and that's yeah. what made these people like this but I mean I would I would just say what no materialism does to a motherfucker like he Aaron Sorkin <laughs> said yeah, yeah Aaron Sorkin has never read theory in his life no. of any kind I, I've never read theory but I, I think I get it enough to be like okay I've read people who have read it right exactly it. <laughs> yeah like, like I've tried to familiarize myself with shit like this and even then it's like uh what the fuck? I, I don't know. My last note on this episode mm-hmm. um, aligns neatly with the the, the all women, or, or sorry, like like two thirds of women are whores. Um, uh, theme of this episode is that as soon as the fucking bimbo ass like yeah. third place American uh, Miss America contestant yeah. gets on screen, Maggie, who we are supposed to believe is a dumb whore. Uh, makes a face yeah. because and, and at Mackenzie because even she realizes how slutty this woman is. Yeah. So, uh, and and that ends episode two, uh, newsroom two point or whatever the fuck. Now the third one, uh, the hundred and twelfth Converse spans six months. It goes from the sum- before the summer to election day. Yeah, it takes right right after the second. I one. think March to fucking November. November. Um, I don't know. I, uh, you know, uh, the Tea Party comes up again this time more prominently so because it's the Tea Party Wave episode, right? With with the midterms of two thousand ten, um, which likely if you're listening to this, you, you may not remember. Were not fucking sapient at the time that those were happening, and mm-hmm. maybe you were like five. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, we were eleven, so. <laughs> You know what I what I did understand? I didn't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I got dragged to a tea party rally. Yeah, sure. um, like I, I'll never forget that. That was weird. Um, it but, was it was funny watching it though because you know we're kind of in the middle of this new kind of like right wing. I wouldn't necessarily call it a populist movement. I'm sure they might describe it that way. It is populist, but it's it's right wing populist in that they aren't actually going to do anything. Yeah, they're they're airing grievances. It's right wing populist in the sense that right wing populism doesn't exist. Right, they're they're airing grievances that will not be redressed about and blaming like just. Now, I don't say this lightly. No. Just like the Nazis blamed the Jews, oh, yeah. they blamed George Soros or, or the liberal media or the Democratic Party in a QAnon sense. Yeah. There's no subtext. The, the New World Order. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but that's different from the Tea Party shit. Kind of. I mean, you know, you look at it, of course, it's like a lot of Tea Party people are the QAnon people now, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a clear through line there. Well, but, in, especially in the conspiratorial nature oh, yeah. of it. But that's it was a lot goofier. Yeah. There like was, Obama. Yeah. Obama was born in Kenya. Yeah, that's goofy shit. It's like, I mean, the adrenochrome is goofy if not for, you know, you show up at Comet Ping Pong and shoot the shit out of the... Yeah. Well, except we're not even going to get into that, necessarily. I, well, I think, I think you correctly identify... Yeah. I, I think that the, if you're going to do, like, a historical autopsy of the past, like, 20 years, the Tea Party movement... So you have the neo and paleocon movement of yeah. the early two thousands oh, yeah. with like your Dick Cheney's and your guys going into Iraq. Yeah. Um, like again, this is a high level flyover of the politics of the time. So yeah. you're not if you don't know what this is, like just look into it. Yeah. Um, look up, to, look up Pat Buchanan Culture War nineteen ninety two, and then look up the rest of this shit. Yeah, like go go listen to the first season of Blowback if yeah. you want more information about the early two thousands and yeah. the politics then. But you see this move, this push right, um, and and it happens again, and people go to the right of the conservative party again with the Tea Party movement. And like we said, they like want to do the, the Tea Party wanted to like abolish social security or privatize it. Um, they had all kinds of like insane economic demands. They they were fucking freakish and they're stupid as well. And now those freaks. Are losing in primaries yeah, to the new freaks. They're now outmoded <laughs> freaks. They're no longer freakish. These enough. are the rhinos now. Right. 
Um, the people who don't think Trump stole the election, they still have we or Biden stole the election rather. Um, the alternate universe. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. they 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 don't think Biden stole the election. They don't think QAnon is real. Um, and while QAnon is kind of fading, uh, they still they they have beliefs that are more other, yeah. They're stop on the, other the shield, shit. vaccine shit, right. School board shit. They're not they're not the Lauren Lauren Boberts or Marjorie Taylor Greens. No. They they are the people that they criticize. Um, so yeah, so this is an episode heavily focused on the Tea Party, and I think that review is necessary. Um, it starts this time. We're in the newsroom, baby. Whoa. Um, and they're watching a 9-11 hearing from 2004 um, where this guy is a potluck. The former NATSEC guy. Some fucking guy. Is apologizing for failing the country. Shouldn't have set up the bomb charges in the tower. Right. Or, we, shouldn't no, have, we, should have, we shouldn't have demolished Tower 7. Um and and we should have not just left Muhammad Atta alone. We couldn't have known that funding the Mujahideen would have turned into this. We <laughs> we don't know what what's happening. Um, and so Jeff Newsroom then says the American people like that moment. I like that moment, and then apologizes for being bad at news, um, which is kind of yes. a ham-fisted. My news was so bad it was the same as nine eleven. I failed you. The same that that the National Security Agency failed America on 9-11, which is pretty fucking big self-importance. I mean, I guess, you know, I mean, I guess we're kind of living through democracy falling apart or whatever whatever that means. But Democracy dies in darkness. Democracy dies in darkness. Ooh. We are owned by Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, like, uh, Aaron Sorkin didn't know that shit at the time. So, like, it's kind of cringe for him to have been making that speech then. Yeah. But even all the same, there is no way that the one news anchor on the one network, <laughs> anything that he did was impactful as uh, the CIA fucking up 9-11. Yeah, no. <laughs> the comparison sure. is crazy. Definitely. Um, so this is the Tea Party episode. Yeah. We should note that while we've only seen three episodes and it is a low as fuck bar, this is the best episode so far. Oh yeah, um, easily. We what we do? We set up this office meeting where Jeff Newsroom is um, in Sam Watterson's office and is talking about the beginning of the corporatization of visual media. Um, he references uh, the two guys who went to like Congress to start public broadcasting as uh, the Columbus and Magellan of news, which I said it's only the same because they killed a similar number of people. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they're talking about that, which is a setup for a conversation with the Koch brothers that occurs later. Yes. Um, then they're talking about the Times Square bombing, which they caught and prevented. Um, this part doesn't really matter. Um, this, but this guy says, and the Muslim, which is probably a line that will never be repeated as seriously as this was on TV again. Delivered like it was Shakespearean theater. Yeah, and the Muslim, and the Muslim, and the Mos, and the Mo- and the Mohammedman. Yes, <laughs> one, one and the same. I just want to. That just reminded me of a, a, a very brief aside. But my pastor growing up said that. Um, yeah, yeah, you're in for it already. They said that Muhammad, uh, Muhammad's vision where the angel Gabriel like wrestled him is actually closer to demonic possession, and and so thus Islam is created by Satan. You know, there's there's only so much you can do with evangelical Christianity that it doesn't do, do on its own. I mean, satire, yeah, I you can't really add anything to that, I guess. Straight up. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I, let me make un, uh, Righteous Gemstones 2. God damn. This is just more boring. Not, no John Goodman. We none of the him. fun, none of the fun, like, Baptist shit no. it'll, where you sing and stuff. It'll just be like hymns and everybody wants to kill themselves. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, so they get through some of that. Uh, oh my god! Uh, let's see. So it's set up in a weird way as well. First, it's in media res is what they call that. My fucking honors freshman English class. Um, you just the, you start in the middle and uh, then you jump the back and forth. Yeah. yeah. So you're you're actually while this is all going on, you're watching a meeting between Jane Fonda, Sam Watterson, and Don Jr. Yes. Um, and it's after. 
Will McAvoy has been dunking on the Tea Party for six months. Uh, and they say, we've lost David and Charles. But they don't say who. They don't say Coke. Doesn't matter because they don't fucking beat around the bush from then on out. So it's almost as if, why did they pull the punch at the beginning? <laughs> yeah. So so I guess there's this six-month sequence where uh, 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 Jeff Newsroom is dunking on the Tea Party guys. He's making them look like fucking idiots. He's doing a great job. It's compelling. Thank you, Aaron Sorkin, for actually doing some good writing. Um, and then there's a secondary arc where Mackenzie is pissed because Will fucks. Jeff Newsroom fucks. Yeah. Sorry. Um, he just keeps bringing women back, and she's, like, mad that he's going to have sex with a cheerleader. And we were like, what the fuck? Who gives a shit? Let him fuck hot ladies. You don't... You ha- they haven't been dating... I, I think in like, years. Like, almost a decade. Almost a decade. It's my understanding, because she went to Afghanistan... When the war started. So that would be like, what, 2003? Yeah. A while ago. They so haven't seen each other in a long time. In like time. seven years. Um, and she cheated on him. So it's like, I, at some point... at some <laughs> Oh, point, shit. That's from the last episode. We The 98%. Of what? She goes, it's 98... 90- oh, it's 98% <laughs> her fault that she sent the email to 178,000 people. Or and two percent his fault that he got cheated on. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, I don't fucking understand the breakdown on that. Yeah. Maybe it's uh, Bill Gates's fault for designing the, apparently the stupidest email system ever. Absolutely. But that's um, at some point, like even if he's being punitive about it, it's like I, I would understand if like she resurfaced after seven years. You broke up because she cheated on you, and you're like, I'm still pissed about it. I kind of get that. Yeah. I have I don't to work with her every day now. Yeah, and she's my executive producer and has power over what goes on on my TV show that's been mine for seven years. All I'm say- that's all I'm and saying. And the worst part of it is, of course, now the show is good. Yeah, now, <laughs> yeah, now the show is real good. If news. the show had been shit, it probably wouldn't be so bad. But you're yeah. like, ah, this fucking... He was very popular. Um, but they've lost the Koch brothers. Yes. Um, they've gone over to OAN or whatever. I don't know. And I, 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 I missed a lot of notes on this. Essentially, he's just it just covers the election. Yeah, he, he shits on Rand Paul. He's still around. He shits on Mike Lee. He's still around. He Rick Scott. Scott. Yeah, Scott Walker. Scott too, Walker, who is yeah. not around anymore. He's not, which is nice. Not because of the ham, as came up. Maybe that'll <laughs> be in fucking, the show notes. He's gonna get gout. <laughs> he he's hiding his gout, but he won't stop eating ham. Yeah. He's a hamaholic. Um, so he just really does a rundown of the wackiest shit that happened that year, but really just in passing. And then it's election night. Turns out, as Aaron Sorkin, and I kind of think maybe this is a mea culpa on his part, but maybe it's too much self reflection. I'm I, I, I think that he did this by accident, okay. personally. Well, he may have done it by accident. But the whole thing with the West Wing, of course, was that if you just get these people in a room and you have a good enough monologue. You'll come to an agreement. You'll convince them of the right thing. And he he basically does this whole montage of uh, Jeff Newsroom doing the news, doing a good job, doing all the shit that the news should have done in 2010, and the Republicans still win. Yeah, like, 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 he, yeah. He puts the appropriate amount of pressure on the Tea Party. He correctly identifies it as a far right movement during yeah. their time. Um, or at least he calls it one that's been co-opted, but that doesn't really matter because he does point to it and say that this is dangerous. Uh, this is uh, someone else says this, but the, uh, it's Aaron Sorkin plays like half the cast. Yeah. Um, he says this is the most dangerous Congress during my lifetime, which we dispute that. Yeah, we because it's an old guy who says it, who is definitely alive for McCarthy and <laughs> for like Barry Goldwater and yeah. shit. So it's like more dangerous, maybe not. Um, we'll definitely we'll, we'll we'll we won't give you that, but we will say they are the most stupid. Certainly. They are the dumbest fucking people Absolutely. ever. Um, like Rick Scott, of course, is like a, a rose to prominence as a fucking Medicare prominence, Medicare uh, fraud, fraudster. Yeah, fraud stole two billion goddamn dollars from Medicare, and, and Medicaid, yeah. yeah, and now he's um, stealing one hundred ninety million dollars right, from the National right, exactly. At, at time of recording, he's uh, tweeted today. Um, what what's fucking today's date? Um, September. September 14th, 2022. He tweeted a picture of him with the new Republican platform in front of the White House. And Biden was like, yes, please distribute that. Everyone fucking hates you. Um, so, like, he's still around. He's still a fucking moron. Um, so, you you really... This is a throwback. This is. is only only 10 years ago. 11, almost exactly. 12. 12, you're right. God damn. 
We're, yeah, 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 yeah. We're in a midterm. Yeah, here. we are. Okay. Famously. Um. So so yeah. Um. You you do just get like a um like a an animal house, and then you see everybody. What are they doing today? And then you're you when you're living in it. So the, the fun part of it as well is I know Aaron Sorkin doesn't really get why. He keeps doing this. They're voting against their self-interest thing. Again, what, what no materialism does no to motherfucker. But what he doesn't seem to get is that um, no, nobody who voted for the Tea Party thought that the Democrats had any credibility to do the things that they thought they were doing. That they said that they wanted to do. Like, the, the reason that you have that wave is not because everyone is suddenly like a right-wing freak. Like it's they don't trust the the good guys who've been in power for two years who haven't done any of the the shit that they needed them to do, you know they're kind of lost yeah. on it. You had a lot of people who, frankly, kind of, you know, you you've been to America, you've met the people <laughs> who who voted who voted uh, who were kind of more who voted for liberals anyway. Yeah. Um, in spite of who they were. And then, you know, they kind of went full sin. You know, you had the craziest fucking people around. They didn't trust the liberals to do the economic shit. They knew the Republicans weren't going to do the economic shit. Uh, but somebody was going to do the racism. <laughs> right, exactly. And that's it. Um, yeah, and so you win them You win them over with racism. And then as a result, I, I, I do think this happens, though. Yeah. You, you get pulled in with the racism like yeah. my grandpa did. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was a Rush Limbaugh listener anyway, but... Let's 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 Solid, use yeah. a, let's fake what my grandpa's ideology actually was and say maybe he was a more liberal guy. Yeah. Um, Believe in social security and all that. Yeah, and he was he was he's racist. He hears that oh there are some people representing the racists now. He goes and votes for the racists. He starts listening to the racists now, and he gets pulled farther right oh, as yeah. a result. And that is how you get to QAnon. Absolutely. Um, or, or at least for at least like twenty five percent of that group. Yeah. Um. At the very least, it's how you get to the stolen election conspiracy. That, yes. Because that's like 60% of the Republican Party that believes that at this point, I believe. It, I believe that's the correct number. It might actually be 70. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's more than you would think, and it's less... Uh, <laughs> well, that number grows. It, 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 it ebbs back and forth. It depends when, the, when our big, fat, greasy boy comes back in the news. I yeah, guess. that's true. Yeah. Because, I mean, I will say my dad did not believe the election was stolen. And he is now an Instagram poster. See, it's it, awful. And, it's and he, got, he got fucking zucked. And now he's... He uh, got shadow banned. He got put in the Facebook well, mail. No, I'm I, in reference to the algorithm. Oh, I see. The algorithm coddled <laughs> him, and now he, he believes that the election was stolen by oh, Biden. Oh, shit. Uh, and it's like, I mean, nothing I could have done about that. But it's still like, geez, man, it's crazy to watch you get more insane. He, he posts PragerU videos every day. Of course, okay. this is all before that, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, so, to, so to go back to the, the character element of this show, which is obviously weak... Um, at this point, um, Maggie, the whore, has had a panic attack. She's also broken up with, uh, literal Satan that she's dating. Yeah. Apparently they broke up like four times that week or some shit. And he, he does kind of look like Satan. He, like, yeah. He's dressed in all black. He's so pale and like sweaty looking. He <laughs> he is, he's so pasty. Um, and so she has a panic attack while they're like doing a table read of the news or whatever the fuck. Um, and she runs outside, uh, Jim, um, or Office Pete, yeah. runs outside and immediately starts, like, taking her pulse. Which, I don't know how that would be received in real life if you just walk up to, like, a Yeah, woman. he doesn't say, can I take your pulse or anything. He just puts his hand he on He just assumes neck. that she's <laughs> having a panic attack. Yeah, and immediately puts his hand on her throat. He goes, don't worry. I saw this in Kabul. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Where I got shot in the ass. And he did. He and yeah, and he, start, he quotes directly from the army manual, like, page number. And he's such a fucking dweeb. Um, but Reese... You know, you correctly identified that the best thing for liberals, especially at this time, and yeah. still is, you got your John Kerry's, your yeah. Jason Kanders, your Pete Buttigieg, your Pete Buttigieg. Uh, army liberal, army, army liberal, army liberal, your operator, uh, uh, soy boy. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what did he do over there? What his country needed him to, but he didn't yeah. bring it back with him. Yeah, and then there's some kind of reference she makes to the guys that he was implanted with. Yeah. Um, 
Um, Even though he wasn't a vet, he was no, just he wasn't, a soldier. He was a, he was a, he, no, he was yeah, a reporter. No, he was a, a reporter. He, he was just, a reporter who got shot in the ass, and that's the which whole. Which makes him a he's vet. He's Brian Williams <laughs> if he told the truth. Yes. They um, don't give you a purple heart if you work for CBS and get shot in the ass, right. believe it or not. You yeah, just <laughs> get shot in the ass. You just get shot in the ass. Uh, <laughs> and, and that's why we need uh, to militarize our journalists. Uh, our journalists can only be veterans now, and they get medals. This is this is the next this bill. Is, this is this is the next uh, 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 Governor DeSantis approved bill. Patriot Act two point Yeah, yeah. Anywho, um, so we see the uh, fucking Republicans wipe the floor with the Democrats in the twenty ten midterms. Yeah. Um, which, like Reese said, maybe is a mea culpa from Sorkin. I doubt it. I d- you, now that you say it was probably on accident, it probably he's, was. On he's, every time you write something good, he stumbles into it. Um, so he, it, like, even if the news is good, uh, the Democrats still lose yeah. in 2010. Because it's not just about the news. It's about the other party. Yeah, <laughs> it's about the other party, and it's about, like, what people are actually experiencing. Yeah. And at the time, the Tea Party was promising relief in a tangible way that people could actually believe that it would happen. Of course it didn't, but they were fooled. Because the people in Tea Party had no political literacy, and guess what America doesn't have either. Right, so exactly. <laughs> we've been, for the past like three hours, we've been lamenting that we don't live in France, where every time the, the postal workers don't get paid $40 an hour, <laughs> they dump shit from sewage trucks into the street. Yes. And, and like there's no p- effective protest in that way. We say that as there may be a rail strike, but... Okay. That's our one time. We'll see how that goes. We'll see though. how that goes. I need to look into that more, yeah. too. I'm gonna, maybe I'll Minor League under. Baseball got a union, and America's like, you know, we're, we're on our way. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. So, at this point, um, we're, we're, we're hard cut yeah. into the James Fonda's... Or Jane, Jane Fonda-Sam Watterson meeting. Um... <laughs> With her fucking story about Moses and Jesus. Yeah, so so she they they start yelling at each other. Um, she asks everyone to leave the room, and I think I can get this. Uh, she says Moses and Jesus are playing golf. Uh, Moses hits a I don't know golf terms line drive down the green down uh, the fairway down hits the fairway, it good hits it good and Jesus shanks the ball into the che- trees. Jesus gets pissed off, raises his arms to the heavens. Uh, like it rains yeah. and a, the, the ball rolls into a river where a fish picks it up and then a bird picks up the fish and then the bird drops the fish on the course and Moses says, do you want to play golf or do you want to fuck around? And you just have to think that there were better ways to get to, or do you want to fuck around? And <laughs> as long as it was my summary of that, it was already too long. And the story was longer. It's the story was longer, and she's like, "The sky turns black and thunder crashes in the sky." It's like, who gives up? You're not painting a picture for me no. here. You can just say he made it rain, dude. It's not. It's not a fucking no. short story. No. You shouldn't be quoting like a fucking short story at your boy. And why? This is an aside. Why would Jesus and Moses be playing golf? That's, yeah, <laughs> of, uh, golf is. Why would Moses part tour. the part the river when Jesus made it flood? Yeah, yeah. but whatever. Eh, whatever. Yeah. But um. So, so Jane Fond, a Gentile who doesn't read the Bible. Right. <laughs> so they uh, they start yelling at each other, and she's like, "You're playing to the left or whatever." The Coke brothers have left. Um, I guess we did meet that miss that section where he like told the Tea Party people that the Cokes were funding their organization. Oh yeah. But the you Tea know, Party. That's really the whole of it. The, the good, honest people. They're like, this is just grassroots. It's a dollar. It's ten dollars. Five dollars. Twenty-seven dollars. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they're like, oh my god, the Koch brothers are funding us, but they don't really react to it like no. that. It's just like. It's okay. It's good, Aaron. They don't have to react because they end up winning. Yeah, and it's good, Aaron Sorkin, because it's actually informative too, and it's and it's true. It's demonstrably true, which is something that he does not do well with generally. No. Um, Of course, now we've gotten kind of a shift. It's like big business. Ron DeSantis hates fucking Disney. I don't know who's funny the Republicans anymore. Probably still big business. It's still like like not Disney. It's the Koch brother. Yeah. Char- Charlie, all of his own. Yeah, and uh, 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 Rupert Murdoch. It's it's, oh, yeah, and then sure. military industrial complex. So many of them are fucking Sh- Shell Madelson in the boneyard. Uh, Woo! Woo! Um, uh, others, others. 
gone. Yeah. Nobody's. I don't know. Those are just my guesses of billionaires anyway. Yeah. Just, like Elon Musk, I'm sure, is doing, putting oh, in work now. Yeah, Elon. Um, Elon's putting in work. Bezos, for sure. Bezos? I don't know. I feel... But Bezos Trump, is getting... Bezos is giving money to everybody. Yeah, but that's yeah, also yeah, the right. problem. But that's what Disney that's did, too. That's what yeah. Disney did in Florida. Yeah. Um, okay. Democracy dies in the darkness. <laughs> Fuck you, Wapo. Um, so so Sam Watterson starts yelling like, facts are the center. And she's like, no, you're covering the left or whatever. And he says, you can't expect us to tailor our news to our corporate interests. Uh, and she's like, essentially, uh, yes, you can. That's exactly what you should be doing. Um, you're only 3% of our business. Yeah. You're not the money maker. Yeah, you don't make any money. Um, uh, uh, Jeff Newsroom doesn't make any money. I'll fire him. And for some reason, Sam Watterson believes Jeff Newsroom to be the second coming of Christ. Oh, yeah. Uh, and is like, believe you, in he goes, him so hard. I know. And he's like, he's like, you what? And and essentially, that's it. She's, she like walks out. She says, now, do you want to make the news or do you want to fuck around? Um, so fucking lame. Um... And so then we, we, we wrap up this episode. Yeah. Um, they go to this karaoke bar that they all normally hang out at. For some reason, it's empty. Dev Patel has been talking about WikiLeaks all goddamn episode as well. Which, which But he's portrayed as an idiot for that. Yeah. Even though WikiLeaks is like a thing that people should pay attention becomes, to. It becomes extremely, extremely relevant. Uh, yeah, that's presidential another, election kind of hinges on WikiLeaks. That's another one where Aaron, Aaron Sorkin fucking tripped over his dick. Yeah. And, and was like, WikiLeaks... <laughs> Fucking what's his name is in jail now. Yeah. Uh, oh, the Julian Assange. Guy. Yeah, Julian yeah. Assange. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, this is a, a post-COVID thing. Is that I don't remember any fucking names. You're not. But see, you're not missing anything. It's all yeah, in the ether. It is. It's all in the ether. It is. In ten years, completely new characters. This Elon Musk shit. Uh, apparently, he, he invented PayPal. I'd never fucking heard of him until he called the guy trying to get the Thai kids out of the cave of pedophile. <laughs> pedophile. That's right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so so Dev Patel is of course portrayed as an idiot, whatever. Yeah. But they go to this bar, and then uh, uh, Jeff Newsroom's like, oh, "Just the boys," and then uh, Olivia Munn is just there, and she's like, "I," and he's like, "And you," and it's like, "Okay, whatever." I don't know what your deal with that is, but he says the the most incoherent thing I think Aaron Sorkin has ever written. This is at least ver- that I've this coming, is verbatim. This is verbatim. We pause the episode to write it down. He says. Every two years, we drive to a fire station and overthrow the government, and there's not a policeman in the street. And then they all drink to that. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, they do a toast and say, God bless America, and then they drink to it, which is also weird. He comes off as like a, a an R-atheism guy, yeah. so I don't know what the fuck the deal with that is, but I like I don't understand he what the fact He likes the idea of God. He's still yeah, a Republican. That's right. We, we broke it down... Um, the fire station is the only thing that totally doesn't make sense here because, like, he's clearly talking about the midterms and maybe he's saying, like, the whole structure changes and, like, there's no one here to stop us. Like, sure, fine. What the fuck does the fire station have the place for in the yeah. analogy? It makes zero goddamn sense. We go to the fire station to... No one goes to the fire station. For I don't, we call maybe, 911. Okay. They come I, to maybe us. Maybe I figured it out. Okay. Maybe they use the fire station as a polling place. That's the best uh, I can do. That's the best he could do for a polling place? I know, well, I mean... I get... Yeah. I, we, we go to a local church. Doesn't really make sense. Or we, what you could say we is go to not the, the fire box. station. Yeah, we go to the ballot box. <laughs> you know, the, like, I, I know that Aaron Sorkin's whole thing is... Every line in my screenplay is a symphony, and changing a note ruins it. Which is, by the way, yeah. so fucking stupid. He's he's flat. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. He's already fucking flat. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like an avant-garde symphony, though. That sounds yeah. like shit. It's all that Sun Ra shit. He's just on the piano. Uh, so. Don't do Sun Ra like that. Okay, well. <laughs> uh, we've got a, a jazz fan here. He's got some... <laughs> I, yeah, man. Um, no, nah, you could do. I, I don't know. I, pl- I was a band kid. A band. I play. Look up fucking crystals if you want. If that's what Aaron Sorkin okay. is like, Reese doesn't know what I'm talking about. No. But you, the listener, go on YouTube right now. Look up crystals. Look up crystals music piece, and it sounds like goddamn garbage. Uh, so so there you go. That's your. <laughs> I'm fucking whatever. I don't know. 
Um, exactly. Much like Aaron, much like Aaron Sorkin at the end of this episode. Yeah, you know, we're, we're we're getting we're doing the, the the John Coltrane shit. There you go. We're scatting. We're scatting. That's right. Scooter do that bop bop. Um, God. Takeaways take broadly. Um, women are whores. Women are whores. According to Aaron Sorkin. One third of I would say approximately one third of women are whores. Another third are girl bosses. Another third are girl bosses, and then the others are British. And the others are British. Um, and then. Um, that, that that's true if you look at the West Wing as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the other the other is that uh, uh, apparently uh, the Tea Party was a middle class movement. It was. And um, uh, gosh, I just I don't know what he's gonna do with the rest of this season. In three episodes, we've gone through a whole year. Yeah, well, I mean, we got 2011. Um, or we, 2010, it's in the books. And, we, well, we do know one thing that's coming up. Yeah. Uh, and I'm quite excited about that. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see some salutations in a, a later episode, if, oh, you've, yeah. if you're already aware of the newsroom. I, we did, actually, we did bring this up in the first episode as one of the dumbest Aaron Sorkin moments. They have to kill Osama at some point. They do have to kill Osama. Um... I think that's like three episodes from now, which, which means for you, it's an episode year. and then the next episode. It'll you'll you'll hear this when you hear it. Which is the funniest part about this is that I think we we just talked about the rail strike. We talked about Rick Scott today on Twitter. By this time, you may know the outcome of the midterms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's likely because until we think of a name for this shit, which is Iraq Horror Picture Show. Um, ample yeah. time for that one yeah. there but until we think of a name for this shit now. this won't be uploaded so there's a good chance that this will all come up at the same, like within the span of a couple months oh, yeah. uh, and you'll be like oh my god I remember what they were talking about from fucking three four months ago or you won't I'll, I'll give something to set you, set you set you in time the queen died the queen died there you last go. week there you go the, the royal por- period of mourning ends in four days there you go some people still can't play their goddamn 3DSs. Nice. A, tra- a tragedy. Did you see that shit? Yeah. They're like locking down iPads over there and pulling out the Stone of Destiny. What the fuck they're, is going they're on? They're throwing people in jail for saying, I didn't elect him. Talking about fucking King Chuck. Yeah, King King Chuck was over here like, God damn it, I hate the bloody thing. This pen blew up in my hands. Yeah. So like that, a Monty Python sketch. So that doesn't date us. I mean, it should. If it do- Well, if it doesn't date us... Which it, it will anyway, because yeah. this won't release tomorrow. So, if it doesn't date us, that's fine. This happened maybe two months ago, and we came up with a name, and now you're listening to shit that's happening currently. But Which is still more cogent an idea for a podcast than a show about the news that happened three years before the show was written. And, and, and... <laughs> The, with an anchor who's a combination, like we said, of Bill, Bill O'Reilly. O'Reilly. He looks like a fucking bulldog like Bill O'Reilly. And the he throws Joe shit as the camera. And then, yeah, Joe Scarborough. Yeah. So, there's a, okay, I do want to bring this up. We're, we're, we're wrapping up here. But I do want to bring up that someone, while he's on the street, goes, uh, Will McAvoy. And then he waves at them. Nobody's going to do that. Never if you see Tucker happen. on the street, you're not going to be like, oh, Tucker Carlson. Oh, my or, God, it's fucking Manu Raju. It's yeah, fucking... It, Chris Cuomo. Well, that you, well definitely wouldn't do that. I probably unless you're unless you're like from, a, from like the I'd Bronx. have to Chris Cuomo. Hey, how's your brother doing? Oh, how's Andy doing? Hey, Chris man, enjoying the welfare. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's a the, a good place to wrap up the Iraqi Horror Picture Show podcast. Uh, hey, surprise, it's me, Alex, uh, several months later, as we predicted. Sorry about my voice here, I'm coming off of a little bit of a sinus infection, but otherwise all is well. Uh, Happy New Year, by the way, um, since at time of editing and at time of upload, it is uh, December 31st, 2022, so I uh, hope hope your year continued to go well, and... Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, we definitely know the outcome of the midterms now, it's safe to say. Um, I'm just here to remind you that you can find us on Twitter at IHPS Podcast and the same handle on Instagram. Um, 
you know, we got some stuff going on over there. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Although I suppose this is redundant considering that uh, you've already listened to it at this point. But anyway, I hope you have a, a wonderful 2023 uh, and uh, we'll see you sometime next week. And uh, I, I decided I'm going to put crystals in the outro so that you don't actually have to go listen to it for yourself. So um, enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs>